Welcome everyone to the Bet It Right show in conjunction with BetItRight.com, a brand new website that brings the football data to your door. And each week we'll update you on the key numbers and metrics that you can use to help you show off in front of your mates and allow you to bet better. Like and subscribe to this podcast and make sure you get involved with us at BetItRight.com. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed their their break, the international break. I know who didn't enjoy it and that's Italy, because they're not going to the World Cup again. Um, Portugal are through, um, uh, various other results. I, I know that um, Senegal are through. They beat Egypt on penalties. Um, another dramatic shootout there. And one man who I'm sure had his feet up watching it all relaxed in Spain was Dean Selvey, who joins me once again. Hey, mate, how was it? It was good, wasn't it? It was a nice little international break. I don't get as excited as I used to for international breaks when I was a bit younger, but that Italy, North Macedonia, I mean, uh, to win the Euros and then not to qualify is just, uh, it's crazy. And there's so many things that they'll look back on. I mean, Jorginho will be kicking himself, won't he, for missing those penalties because they didn't need to be in that situation. They shouldn't have been in that situation. They did. And if Jorginho's watching the show, I know he does, you know, loyal follower. When he did miss one of those penalties in the qualifiers, uh, he cost me a lot of money in that game. So, <laughs> you know... There's a bit of karma for you, Jorginho. If you scored that pen, I would have won, you would have won, everyone wins. But now everyone loses and yeah. you know, 30, I, 32 shots and no goals. That speaks for itself. I'm sure in the in the wash-up, that's the primary thought process is, is poor Dean Selvey, who lost a few quid on me, rather than poor my country, who aren't in the World Cup. Exactly. And as it should be for every footballer. When he was walking up to that pen, all he should have had in his head was... I need to get this over the line for Dean. I know he's got a few what quid Dean, on. What Dean's on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. If he'd have had that thought, ball hits the back of the net. He was too worried about World Cups and, you know, recovery. Think about me. <laughs> um, in the meantime, the Champions League draw was done and dusted. We will ch- chat about the fixtures at length at the end of this week's show. So uh, we're not passing it up, but we will talk about it. England are through. Harry Maguire got booed. We've heard lots about that. Not particularly cool. Hopefully the country get behind uh, the Englishman, Gareth Southgate and his team come Qatar. I'm sure they will. Uh, right, should we crack on with the show? Because um, we've got a, a, a busy weekend of, of fixtures to get through. And as we always do, Dean, we start in the kit room. Um, we asked you at home to comment on the YouTube show last time out with the correct answer, which in the last kit room was the Melbourne Victory kit from the A-League. Uh, Bobby Love, J-Boat 75, Wilco and Achiraya. Uh, got the right answer there. So congratulations. Well done. Very impressive. Very impressive. Um, and once again, we're going to ask you to, to to get change for us, Dean. So take it away. I, that's my favourite part of the show, Ollie, every week. You know, and, I was watching... and James, our editors as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. You know, watching you on the morning show at uh, Cheltenham and I'm thinking, oh, that guy asks me to get my clothes off every week. No one knows that, <laughs> you know, amazing stuff. All right. Let's get ready. Our shirt this week is another cracker brought to us by our friends at Surprise Shirts. So let's have a look. There we go. An absolute cracker. This is probably my favourite shirt that we've had so far on the show. What do we think? I think that's wicked. A little, lots of detail on the back, lots of detail on the front. Quite a few sponsors knocking about. Some great colours. It's, uh, it's one of my favourites, and here's a little bit of information. So once again, as we always say, it comes from our friends at Surprise Shirts with their lovely little packaging. 
inside you get a little bit of information. I'm just going to give you a quick, oh, hey, you didn't see anything. But here we go. So this is a, a third shirt from the 2019-20 season. Um, they play in South America in the country's top division. I'm not going to give you the country. This was their third shirt, and their nickname is The Lightning. Now, when they did wear this shirt, they finished fifth in the opening section of the season. And as we know, some of the South American leagues go in to a second part, the closing section of the season. And in that part, they finished a disappointing 14th. So not a shirt that brought on a great amount of luck, but what I consider to be a, a bit of a cracker. That's wicked. Um, as we as we said last week, and as we sort of say every week, if you know the answer, head to the YouTube show. The links are on, well, they're readily available, but type in Better Right Show into YouTube. If you, if you can't find the link, you, you'll get to it there. Comment in the comment section, comment section under the YouTube show on our YouTube channel with the correct answer, if indeed you know it. And uh, we'll give you a shout out next week. And I think actually next week we might be giving away the surprise shirt. So make sure you check back in in seven days. Drum time. rolls at the ready, Oli. Drum rolls at the ready. Confirmed, not confirmed. We'll have to see what shirt it is. If it's a Yeovil shirt, I don't think many people will want it, um, <laughs> including me. And I'm a Yeovil fan. Um, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Great thanks to our guys at Surprise yeah, Shirts, as always. Yeah. Uh, just, to, just to let the watchers know, as always, their social, surpriseshirts.co.uk, the website, actually surprise shirts on the Twitter and surprise underscore shirts at Instagram. And follow them because they keep releasing these mad shirts, like the Bob Marley shirt. They've got a shirt with a massive boat on the front with like a sailor. These, these crazy shirts coming from the US, like from the USL League, the, 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 the other professional league kind of below MLS. All these clubs have got all these wacky, crazy shirts and they're, they're awesome. So get following, subscribe, and pick yourself up some cracking shirts. Top stuff. From the kit room, we're heading to the tactics room. Uh, the game you're focusing on here, Dean, is Wolves against Villa. Um, bit of housekeeping. Jimenez is suspended for that red card. Was it two yellows last time? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the meltdown. In the big meltdown. When, yeah, they lost, two, what was it, 3-2 to Leeds? Yeah, 2-0 up, meltdown, 3-2 defeat. And that's why I kind of picked this game, because I think the market's overreacted slightly. I don't like those red cards that he got, though, because like he's very clearly going for the ball. It's kind of like a 50-50. If the goalie gets there marginally before, then he could easily be sent off. Like There was no like malice involved. It was just like a football incident. You know, It kind of ruined the game for, for Wolves anyway, but he probably had to send him off. Blah, 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 we're waffling. You think Wolves are the value here, then? Well, yeah, the reason I wanted this game to go in the tactics room today, like you said, Jimenez suspended, thinking about how Wolves are going to adapt to that. Neves injured as well versus Leeds. And a few of their players coming back from significant uh, commitments during the international break. Jean Martinho helping Portugal to qualify for the World Cup. Then Donka playing a lot through midfield. So I was looking at the two teams before that, took that into consideration. I thought this would be a great game because they're very similar in the way that they handle the game, these two teams. Now, both coming in, not in great form. Um, and when you look at how they adapt in game when they go 1-0 up, how they like to set up out of possession, there's a lot of similarities here. So you'll see both teams defend with high numbers behind the ball. You'll see a lack of an aggressive press from both teams. And there'll be a lack of space for both teams to play. Now, I do think Steven Gerrard may move back to playing the four diamond two, which he played against Brighton, who played three at the back, and they had great success. And you'll see Wolves here maybe play a 3-5-2 as, as against their normal 3-4-3. And for me, the real interesting point here is game state. 
So when you go onto the Bet It Right website, you can look at the XG races as one of our visuals. And you can see, okay, when the first goal goes in, do teams tend to increase and, and, and up their XG or do they actually sit on that and then the other team kind of get more aggressive to get themselves back in the game? Both of these teams are teams that tend to be really conservative at 1-0. So I could see either of them going ahead. I could see them becoming very, very defensive. And the big thing for me is that Watkins, Coutinho and Ings need to be able to play together and need to have space. And I think that a four diamond two against a three, five, two or a three, four, three would be really compact. There'll be no space to play. And I do think it's going to be a game where their goals will be at a premium. What's so, the for me, so for me, there's two angles to look at it. Firstly, I do think the market's overreacted to Wolves. Neither team are on a great run and they could be potentially available at home on a plus handicap. So keep your eyes on that. Look at the prices. If they are, I would have a bet on Wolves plus a quarter at home. You get the draw, you win half your bet. The other angle to look at is the goal line. Now, at the moment, the line is two and a quarter. Depending on which players are available for Wolves, this may drift with the market thinking, OK, Villa might get a little bit more success. But, but for me, that just makes it uh, kind of more obvious that Wolves are going to lock down. They're going to keep it tight. And if you can get under two and a half, I would also be looking at under two and a half in this game. I do think it will be a one nil either way or a 1-1. One, one. Squeeze out on the plus handicap for Wolves. Win your bet on the unders. OK, thanks for that. That's Wolves Villa uh, coming up this weekend. Premier League preview uh, now as well is West Ham against Everton. And Everton, you are an Everton fan. We are made aware of that no. every week. <laughs> no. Uh, not anymore. No, no. You know, it's been it's been 37 years of misery. Do you know uh, what? I mean, it's obvious. But there is a very, very real chance that you're getting relegated this year, isn't there? There is. And I watched the game against Palace in the FA Cup. And up until the Andros Townsend injury, we actually yeah. were decent. We were on the front foot. We had a bit of momentum. Palace couldn't really get into any rhythm during that game. As soon as he got injured, they had a little breather. It, we just fell apart again. And it seems like as soon as there's any moment of adversity in the game, the team just collapses. It's mm. really worrying. And then obviously to see Lampard in the press conference after, literally looks like he's, he's lost it already. You know, hmm. yeah. I, I was worried about the Tottenham game. I just thought tactically, just got found out basically. Well, yeah, and, and obviously they're coming up against a team at the weekend in West Ham that also got found out by Spurs in that three-one defeat, coming off the back of that unbelievable win against Sevilla. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about this game because there's a few things bubbling underneath. You've obviously got Moisey, you know, uh, ex Everton Lampard coming through the West Ham academy, so you've got those connections to it. Then you look at the stadium. The pitch is massive. Does not suit Everton at all. So I think West Ham going at home. Again, the market seems to have them a little bit underpriced in here for me. They can look to play their 4-2-3-1, get their wingers on the inside, have those combinations to Antonio, Fornals, Lanzini, Ben Rama, get those real quality players on the ball outside and inside of Everton's two central midfielders where they really have no legs. Alan suspended, so that maybe in there, Gomez, Decore. But I do think that West Ham just have a little bit too much. And we've talked about it in previous weeks. Everton's back four is so disjointed that there's massive spaces in front, behind and in between. And I do think this will be a game where West Ham can get on top of them and dominate. The only thing going the other way for me would potentially be Richarlison versus Dawson. But he's been massively hit and miss this season. And with Everton, the problem is not about 
you know, can Richarlison play 1v1 against Dawson? It's about, okay, well, how are they going to get the ball to Richarlison? Mm. Just that that progression up the pitch is not there. And the connection, Anthony Gordon's really been a shining light for Everton, but outside of him, they are struggling massive. And West Ham, fifth best attack in the league, 27 points at home. Everton, the worst away record in the league. They've only got six points away from home. 13 games, 10 goals, 28 conceded, averaging... 0.71 goals a game. I don't see it improving. And my bet for this game would be West Ham, just a straight West Ham win. You can get better than 1.8. And I'd, I'd be all over that. I think it's I think it's great value. We're going around Europe now. So we're through the games that we can uh, look forward to in Europe and some of the talking points for you. Passports at the ready. Our first stop is going to be into the Netherlands, into the Eredivisie. I can never say that word. It's like when, we, when I challenged you to talk about the, you know, they'll have the purists purring. It, I, I just feel like I say it wrong every week. Eredivisie. <laughs> Eredivisie. That's right. Is that right? Eredivisie, yeah. There it is. Eredivisie. Every, I don't know. Eredivisie. There we go. Anyway, RKC versus Utrecht. Utrecht, 14th versus 7th. RKC concede an average of one and a half goals a game from almost 1.7 xG. Utrecht, eight out of 13, over two and a half away from home. Looking at the reverse fixture in this game, it was 2-2 with an xG total of 5.1. So massively open game between them in the first fixture. I do think the market's got this a bit wrong. I thought the line would be 2.75. You should be able to squeak out over 2.5 goals in that fixture. And that's my bet for Holland. Now... Nope. Go on. You gonna, yeah, no, sorry, I was just going to say, um, what's the Ten Hag situation actually in Holland? Is he is he coming to, to United? I've seen Ruud van Nistelrooy has just been announced at PSV. I just don't know because he's been talked about for quite a couple of, you know, a couple of seasons now. And I don't know whether it's he's got a project at Ajax that he wants to finish. Obviously, they're always there or thereabouts winning the league and they did really well in the Champions League for a couple of years in a row. I don't know whether it's a case of who wants to go to Manchester United, you know? Would you want go the to, job? Go to a football club, not a commercial club, is what Louis van Gaal said, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. But whenever I hear Louis van Gaal, I don't think about him as a manager at United. I think about him diving on the floor with his clipboard. <laughs> yeah, that dive. That's the best thing. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. But I just, I'd send my best wishes to anyone going into that club right now. Mm. What about um, League Anne this weekend? Clermont versus Nantes? Yeah. Two teams that haven't exactly been flying, but they've got two interesting centre-forwards, um, Randall Mouani and Mohamed Bayo. Both got 10 goals. Um, Bayo for Clermont and, and Mouani for Nantes. He's already signed to go away to Eintracht Frankfurt in the summer. And it's going to almost be a shootout. They always... Um, Nantes also have uh, Ludovic Blas, who's got eight goals. And this is really a game where you're just looking at Clermont and just you're worried about their ability to keep the ball out of the net. It's not going to be a game where there's a lot of goals. It's going to be a tight game. But I would have Nantes as a draw-no bet on this. I would expect it to be a quarter either way. So I'd say Nantes draw-no bet at just about even money is, is a good shout for me. Serie A, your favourite team? Well, my favourite team again, Sassuolo. The last time we talked on here, I shouted them up about overs and the handicap, and then they went and got a red card. So naughty Sassuolo. But this week... Lazio against Sassuolo, seventh versus ninth. Both teams shouting out, trying to get into that European positions. And it's just goals, goals, goals. Lazio averaging almost 2.2 a game at home. Second highest in the league behind Inter. 
Sassuolo, 10 out of their 15 games away from home have been over three and a half goals, which is crazy. You know, almost, you know, 67, two thirds, whatever, over three and a half goals. They really are a team that love to counter-attack. They really are a team with pace. Uh, Skamaka and Raspadori should be back. They scored for Italy in their friendly. And they're averaging almost two goals a game away from home. Second best attack in the league. And they concede 1.6 from a massive XG of over two. So I would say tip out your wallet, empty your piggy bank and get on the overs. And the line should be three here. So over three. If you don't get your money back, I'll be shocked. And you can quote me on that next week. Always bet responsibly, though, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for, for tip out your wallet and your piggy bank is not the, the great. Well, what do you have in your piggy bank? You normally have like two peas yeah. and five peas. That's what my piggy bank was full of. It's not full of like hundred dollar bills or fifty pounds or. But you know, I don't know what piggy banks are like these days. Can you imagine if you had a piggy bank just of red notes? Your mum just put a fifty in every. <laughs> yeah, never happening. Never happening for me. You got anything in Germany for us? Yeah, it's the king of the both teams to score. Dortmund at home to Leipzig, second versus fourth. And a shootout between two young forwards who are both kind of talking about potentially moving to Manchester. They could be uh, they could be good buddies soon. So Christopher Nkunku, it's been his breakout season at Leipzig. Always a good player, always very good at linking the play. Played wing-back midfield, really uh, Nagelsmann moved him around the team a lot and he was almost like a bit of a utility player. But this season's been a breakout. 15 goals, nine assists. Started at PSG, another young player that they lost. Manchester United massively interested in him. Then on the other side, you've obviously got Haaland. 16 goals and five assists in an injury-hit season where he's only played 17 games. But Manchester City are in for him. Dortmund averaged almost three goals a game and Leipzig averaged 1.6 away from home. Two angles on this. The both teams to score, but that's you're only going to get about 1.5. So if you just wanted to have you know a bet where the chance of getting a return is, is quite high, then I would go there. But the better bet for me would be potential over three goals again, similar to my conversation around Lazio and Sassuolo. I do see goals here, two teams that will throw everything at it. And maybe we'll see those two in Manchester come next season. Okay, now, as I said at the top of the programme this week, we are going to chat about next week's first leg of the quarterfinals of the Champions League and fascinating matchups. Chelsea versus Real Madrid, arguably the uh, the tie of the round. Um, can you take us through the games and pick out any angles that you've got or are looking at for us, Dean? Yeah, of course. would love to. Uh, Chelsea Madrid market price at the moment, and this will change, you know, with with us recording on a Thursday to next week, is a half a goal, and, and the line is two and a quarter. Market thinking that it will be a very tight affair. First legs are typically quite tight, especially when we get to this part of the of the tournament. I would say in this game, I would hold off on making any sort of bet yet until we see the Madrid team. They do have a little bit of variance in their starting eleven with Benzema coming back. So that for that game right now, I would say wait for teams and then start to look at previous results, XG outputs, XG conceded when that starting eleven played. So hold fire on Chelsea Madrid. Second up, Villarreal and Bayern. Now, Villarreal have high variance in, in another way. They're either a 1-0 team or a 4-0 team or a 2-2 team or a 0-0 team. So for that game with the line being 1-3, and three, it's a game where the team here, we talked about it, we're actually quite neutral on that game. Because of Villarreal, are quite high variance. How are they going to play against Bayern? Is Nagelsmann going to play three at the back? Is he going to go really aggressive with two natural wingers as his two wing backs? 
again, it would be a game for me. Look to wait for teams. How aggressive are they going? And then potentially look at the markets and see if people feel anything. But right now, like I said, our team here, we're very neutral on it and we think the market's got the price bang on. That is another, that, that message is repeated for the Man City Atletico Madrid game. Market at the moment is one and a quarter and 2.75. Going to be a very, very tight first leg. I don't think Simeone is going to go to Manchester and go aggressive. He's going to sit in. He's going to try and keep it tight like he did at United. Going to look to counter-attack. Man City will dominate the ball. Everything in front of them. Pass, 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 pass. Look to pick out maybe a one or a two-nil win and then head over to Spain. So I would be unders on that game myself. We've talked about Madrid a lot this season, that they've been very overish away from home. But I think respect to Man City, you're not going to go there and be aggressive. So I would say, again, fairly neutral market, bang on, but more on the underish side. Now, finally, the game that we do have a clear view on is the Benfica versus Liverpool game. Now, the handicap there is 1.5 and the goal line is three. If you look at these two teams in isolation and look at their goal outputs for the season, very, very high would take you way over three goals. Now, looking at the second leg, both going unders, Liverpool unders in both legs against Inter. We do feel that the market has overreacted to that. And we think that over three is a bet here. So out of the four games right now, prior to seeing teams, I would say the only clear bet for me is Benfica and Liverpool and over three goals. Good stuff. Uh, we will, of course, discuss what happens next week, um, Grand National Week as well. So it's going to be a busy week. There's a Masters, Champions League, Grand National. It's an absolute dream week for sports. Now, fans. I was going to say to you, Ollie, what are you looking forward to the most? But being you know, a horse guy and a football guy and a snooker guy, mm. like a guy that does everything, Yeah. You know, what are you looking forward to most next week, the Grand National? That would probably be the thing, the number three on the list. <laughs> I shouldn't admit that. No, um, I actually have a runner in the Grand National this year, um, believe it or not. So I am very much looking forward to that. I love the Masters, though. Yeah, the Masters I love weekend the Masters. is one of the great weekends of the year for me. Um, yeah. You sit down, hopefully you've got a few bets still running into the Sunday, and then you just watch some incredible golf from, from a beautiful golf course. And who knows, Tiger Woods might be playing. I think, in in truth, I am looking forward to the Grand National the most. It's the one race in my day day life, if you like, that um, kind of got me into racing and gets me excited like I was when I was a five-year-old boy who watched the Grand National for the first time. But, as I say, the football, the uh, the golf, the World Championship coming up from Sheffield as well with regards to the snooker. This Amazing. is a great time to be a sports fan. Exactly. And like you say, it just takes you back to being a kid. I would yeah. just spend hours watching snooker, hours watching the Masters. Yeah. Betting on the Grand National, getting the, you know, 50p on 10 horses and hoping you get something somewhere in a little pot with your friends or family. Amazing. Can't wait for it. Yeah. Well, thanks as always, mate, for your um, for your contribution to this week's Bet It Right show. Don't forget to like and subscribe, tell your mates about it. But most importantly, the data that Dean is talking about is available for you at betitright.com and it's free. So check it out. Uh, comment on the kit room answer. Get it. YouTube. Show. One final look. Looking good, mate. Two Love tickets that. to the gun show. Which way's the beach? It's actually just over there because I live about a block from the beach. So it's just here. <laughs> With that very David Brent ending, we're going to say <laughs> good, goodbye for now. We'll see you next week.